There will be absolutely no rules on this show. You are now watching the Behind the Board show. I've never had a problem expressing my opinions or thoughts. Featuring Nick. fascinated with hockey um, anymore I mean it became very very profound especially this season um, and I think this season is a little bit different compared to others because we have the podcast and, and everything like that so and I was also looking at football very differently than I was looking at it previously to me starting behind the boards mostly it was mostly me trying to you know I guess learn more from hockey and I still kind of want to learn more hockey and, and to understand it more but I watched football differently this year a lot of my mindsets have changed uh, my perspective on other teams have changed my perspective on other coaches and coaching staffs have changed and I feel like I've learned more about football when I didn't even really want to <laughs> unintentionally this year. Um, and I just fell more deeply in love with football than I ever have. I mean, there's been a lot that has happened to me in my personal life with football. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not – first of all, I'm, I'm not rooting for Carolina Panthers anymore and never will ever again. Um, you know, that right there is very different compared to – Anything I've ever really experienced, and I talked about it last episode, but yeah, with hockey, it's kind of different. I mean, we've briefly talked about it a couple of times so far, 
Um, and I'm trying, I'm, I, I am trying, I am trying to, to get back into it or not even back into it, but I'm trying to have the same, I guess, maybe not, if I can't have the same love, then I definitely want to have the same kind of respect. I think that might be, I think that might be what I'm trying to look for in hockey, but the problem is I can't. And the reason I, for I that think is it's really hard because of the schedule, the skin, like it's such a long season to get invested is. into something that has so many games like the the next thing is baseball like and, and like that's a joke but like i i honestly think that with the fact that football is only what it's 17 games a season now yeah um 3 weeks of preseason yeah 3 weeks of preseason so you've only got like a handful of games to really watch and yeah. so you can kind of bounce around take a look at what's going on around the league and keep up with the stories of this of the of the league and it's hard to do that with hockey it really is and i noticed that actually just recently uh because evander kane is full i i i'm 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 so i don't want to say uninterested but i'm so out of the loop with hockey that um, I didn't even know that Evander Kane was fully on the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> until today when he scored his first goal. <laughs> um, yeah, he signed. Which, I think he signed yesterday. If yeah, I remember correctly. That, that's that's my understanding, also because I did have to look it up and I was like, "What the?" Um, I was I'm briefly aware of it. Uh, like I tried watching some Tampa Bay Lightning games, uh, but. At the same time, if any Tampa games fall on a Sunday, I, 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 or even Saturday, and then in regular season, if it was a Monday or a Thursday, I... Uh, hey, you're picking football. I'm picking football. And it's not that I don't like hockey. I think it's mostly because I'm getting fed up with how it's run, and it's really starting to bother me. And the culture of the game. And that was the other thing. Um, there's just, I feel, I just feel like the NHL is not a leader in anything. They're, they're followers. And it's been like that since the very beginning of NHL. And I needed to clarify that with myself because it's really been like that for the entire time. At one point, I guess there was two different major league hockey organizations going on the NHL. And I don't remember the other name. And that's where Wayne Gretzky originally was. And there was problems with, like, you know, the NHL wanted their players to be... that. Like, there was a whole thing with, like, the player association back then and uh, contracts and everything like that. And, yeah, there was just a lot. And the other t organizations apparently were doing it. NHL wasn't. But ever since then, they, they're just always constantly playing catch-up. They say one thing... And then another thing is being presented like, a f yeah, hockey for me is, 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 is getting on my damn nerves. It's um, very hard to see the good side of things when there's so much negativity going on in the league. Yeah. So many things happening that just should not be happening. Like hundred percent. It's man. It's, I, it's, if it's see with me, I, I'm a little bit. I'm in a different position. Also, as you guys can also tell, sorry, Taylor is still not here, unfortunately. Like I said, 
a couple other episodes. He's still dealing with his own personal issues right now. He's not left the podcast. I want to make that very clear. He yes, will be back. Absolutely. And and we do wish him well. You know, we wish him the best. And we wish him all the love. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's very interesting with hockey right now because I feel like there's... I feel like there's like a, I feel like this year in particular is like a make it or break it kind of year. Mm-hmm. And I get that vibe very strongly. And maybe I'm not the only one that's like, ah, you know what? Fuck hockey. I mean, my dad has, has been one of those people. He doesn't watch hockey anymore, really. Um, at all. If I'm being, if my mind serves me correctly. And then he's been like that for a couple of years. He just watches football. Um, my thing is, they're not doing anything to get new players. Uh, that's not what new I wanted fans. to say. New fans. If there's someone like me who, let's say, for example, just get rid of the podcast and there's just someone like me who's a huge fan of football. Huge. I would argue that I'm probably one of the biggest football fans for the NFL that you will probably ever meet with a lot of knowledge also, when it comes to the NFL. And then you got to come to me and say, listen, we want you to watch hockey. Okay. Why? Because from what I see, is a lot of problems with, like, race, a lot of problems with, like, uh, S.A. Or, Oriented- you know, Assaults. Yeah. Orientation. That's that too. Like, and they do nothing about it. They do nothing about it. Like, (laughs) I don't want to get into anything. I'm just saying it as a broad thing, but there's so many examples. It's hard. So many examples. Very hard as like someone, someone who, pays more attention to hockey than football but has been starting to pay more attention to football recently because of this show it's very hard to sit down and watch hockey and not think when's the next bullshit gonna happen yeah exactly like there's a laundry they have have a laundry list of things that they either a haven't addressed B say one thing and then do another or C just blatantly ignore. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, for some reason it just puts a bad taste in my mouth and look, I'm not some like fucking SJW fucking advocates or anything like that. I would just like, I feel like the players in the NFL get treated very, very well. But the, on top of that, um, it also has to do with scheduling. I feel like there might be too many games. And I feel like there might be other people that feel that way. There was a shortened season when? Last season? Yeah. And that was perfect. I actually... I was more invested in that than I ever have been with hockey. Well, I mean, the lockout shortened season in 2013 is what got me back into hockey. I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. Like, 
I, I was... they play 82 games, right? Sorry, to huh? cut you off, 82? They play 82 games? Yeah, yeah. No. Um, the That lockout-shortened season was only 48 games. Yeah, and that's perfect. Like, obviously, like, there was the whole reason as to why I even started watching again was because I was like, oh, crap, like, the Leafs... I just kind of, like, noticed one day. I was like, oh, crap, the Leafs are going to make the playoffs. Maybe I'll watch. Yeah. And then that's when I got sucked back in because I took a significant part of my life off of watching them because they were so bad. Yeah. The other thing is, too, for me, and it's going to be hard for when football ends, and I think Taylor, or sorry, I think Tyler can attest to this. We've been having, I think, I'm thinking of all the times that we've watched hockey together, and it's not even that much. We've watched, can, okay, so like. I could probably say it's, if not one hand, it's barely two. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could carry the amount of games that we have watched together in one hand very very easily yeah and it's always Um, just been like toronto tampa games and i always found us doing other shit while the game's on every single time every single we get distracted or we turn it off and watch something different yeah um you and i have been watching the playoffs and we even watched week uh, week 18 yeah oh that's right we've been watching we watched we watched since week 18 together um that has made me love football even more. It's great. Uh, and that's making it hard also for me. Because, like, I think that what's that's also what makes football special. And Every game matters. Every single game matters. Every single one. And it's hard for me. Like, let's be really real here. When a team loses in hockey... You know, let's say, for example, I, I I know Tampa and Vegas. I turned it off. I know they went into a shootout at one point. I don't know who won. I'm going to say probably Tampa. And at this point, I really don't give a shit uh, <laughs> as to who won, if I'm being fully honest. Um, who cares? If Tampa does lo- if Tampa is the one that, that lost, okay, well, they're just going to face Vegas another day. Well, they'll just face Vegas this other day. If you lose against a team... That's not in your division in the NFL. Let's say you only face them once and you lose. Okay, that's going to be hard on you because Those now you have to wait points. a whole. Exactly. Because now you have to wait an entire year. Like the implication, and I'm going to be talking about this probably within this podcast i have a feeling it's going to be coming back up when we get into the football segment but that that takes a huge toll a very big toll on you yep and me and tyler briefly talked about this but like there's a very 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 emotional very small video of stefan diggs from the buffalo bills I would recommend everyone right now go look it up. He sits and watches. He stands at the uh, in his end zone and watches the other team celebrate all by himself after they win the game. Do you do you understand that level of pain that must be? 
regardless, the amount of emotions running through this guy's head, odds are he's probably crying. I know I would be. Yeah. Putting in all that work. It's hard. It's really, really, really hard. And on top of that, they're playing Kansas in one of the City, hardest divisions. Didn't Kansas City knock them out last year too? Exactly. So that just stings even more. Yeah. You had a chance to. It's, run it's, it's back, a very, right? it's a very, it's very quick. Um, it's, uh, McDermott comes out and says, "Hey, come on, let's let's go back inside. Don't do this." It's a very powerful and very emotional video. And I feel like that's a situation that you can only have in football. Now, there's situations that can only happen in hockey too. But I feel like they're different in their own right. You know, there's definitely very emotional situations that have happened in hockey that I'm not, I'm not going to not give credit to. Martin St. Louis' mother, that to me broke me because uh, I could never imagine – Losing my mom, uh, I'm I'm still constantly dreading that. And then I know I forget his name, and forgive me, I apologize. But I know there was the one player who came back after his addiction problems. And he had it figured out, and the entire fucking stadium. Oh, Bobby you know, Ryan. Bobby Ryan. That's right. Sorry. And Bobby I'm pretty Ryan. sure he, I think he scored a hat trick on his yeah. first game back. Amazing, amazing. Like those are great special moments. But the problem is. The problem is, I feel like the NHL milks it. And I don't know how to properly explain that. I feel like... I feel like the... They use it as an advantage. Yeah. Like, for example, like the things... Black Lives Matter situation. Oh my like, god. Oh, that... oh, the, the, oh, oh my god. Everyone, every other fucking organization is doing this. We got to too. Okay, well, look how your current minority players are being treated right now. You have an organization that's being made by the players that is being ignored by the NHL. And, like, reports came out because um, about that um, organization that there were 30 players that were contacted to help make this, and only six actually started it. Yeah. Um, and, and PK's not even on it. That's the thing. That's the thing that blows my mind the most is like the one of the loudest voices in the game, PK is not on it. I think there's a reason why. I think it's because he's getting paid. I'm not going to say it. No, I know exactly what you're going to say, and I'm going to fucking say it. I think one of two things: he's either getting paid by the NHL not to do this, or the NHL came to him and said, "Listen, if you do this, it, it, you're going to get blackballed." Well, he um he was on I don't know if you saw it earlier in, at the beginning of the season, no, but he was on he was on the not. ad for Scotiabank, for Scotiabank's hockey is for everyone campaign. Yeah, that seems like a myth. Even now, I mean, we got fucking players. This is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand, and I'm gonna be all, very quick on this. And I want to move to football right after this. Because it's going to just piss me off. I'm going to be quick. We're in 2022. Mm -hmm. Why is race being involved in the sport of hockey? 
issue with the coach from way back. I don't even know how long ago it was, but he was Middle Eastern. There was a problem with him coaching. What? Who cares? You know, P.K. Subban's brother. Who cares? You know, other situations with race in the minor leagues and whatever the fuck else. How? How? Why? Why? Now, listen, I'm not saying this doesn't happen in the NFL. I would say it's probably... It's, I mean, if you're, if you're playing football, you're playing with, with, with you know, as, as, it doesn't matter what color you are at that point. Yeah. And I think it's very, very apparent when you watch football. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, like I just I just want to add one thing onto that that I think the whole problem is because hockey has always been white the white, bo- the white boys club. And, but you know what the thing is, ho- football has been that way too. Football has yeah. been that way too. The Alabama uh, uh, was it Alabama? They just recently started getting or having like you know black people play in their school. Imagine having white. Running backs, like that's, like let's be real. Christian McCaffrey is, you know, very rare that a situation like him arrives, or even Cooper Cup. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna fucking say. That's all I'm gonna fucking say. Now, some of my biggest idols, I would say, apart from John Madden and. Carol Shelby, everyone else, and I, I mean, there's been a, there's been multiple situations, like, you know, one of my biggest idols when I was a kid was literally Sean Taylor, and I remember a situation where I talked about him, and everyone was like, he's black, blah blah blah, he's black, you're white, okay, why the fuck does that matter? Am I not allowed to have? some kind of idolization over a guy who did everything he could from a very young age to make sure his family was provided for, to make sure that his family and his immediate family was provided for, to make sure that he did everything for his child, and then he was gunned down. I feel like he did everything. He practiced his ass off, best safety in the entire, that the league has ever seen to the point that the league was like, maybe the next big thing is safeties. Like, this guy was running his ass off, putting so much work in constantly. This guy would run to the facility. Like, why am I not allowed to idolize him? Because you're white and you have an issue with it? Who gives a fuck? Anyway, that's I don't give a fuck anymore. Roethlisberger has officially retired. So, the question is, what gets him in the Hall of Fame? People are arguing he only has two Super Bowls. Okay. He only has two. He only has two Ooh. Super Bowls. Stay, saying his stats are this, his stats are that. Does he deserve to get in? He was a phenomenal player. The ability of him to extend plays to the ability that he did for so long, throwing the ball to Santonio Holmes, for example, he throwing long bombs. The other thing too is he had two championships, but he was also. I think it, oh, two championships. One, Do you mean like, like Super Bowls? When I say championship, I mean Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, he had two championships under his belt, two rings, 
he was one interception, not interception away from having a third against New England. Yeah. My thing is, why are we questioning this? Only two rings? Yeah, you know how hard that is in general? I mean, yeah, sure, we look at Tom Brady and go, okay, is that the new standard? Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But you know how hard it is to win the Lombardi? It's not a fucking easy trophy to win. None of them are. Lombardi, World Series, Stanley Cup, um, the one in basketball. (laughs) I don't even know the name of that. I don't know either. That's why I'm laughing. But they're all... Regardless, getting one, though, is enough. Exactly. Having one is enough. You were the best team at one point, regardless. You were the best team at one point. There you go. And to have two of those? It's pretty. He'd get, he would get grabbed up. His, rum, his right arm would be stunted. Ball pressed up against his chest. And he would somehow still make a fucking play. The defensive backs could come off. I mean, sorry, could have like the cleanest come off and be fast as possible. But for some reason, no one could take him down. For years, it was like he refused to go down. Now, one of the strongest fucking quarterbacks that this league has ever seen, hands down. Um,. I mean, now he's got older like everybody else, but even then he was he's smarter now, or he was smarter now because he's left. He still made big plays. I mean, Tom Brady even came out and said something like, uh, where is it? Um, he said, Ben defied. Defied? Defined. Defied. This is his writing, not mine. Def- <laughs> defied? I want to say defined because I feel like that's more. Just say the sentence and we'll figure it out. Ben. Okay. I'll say it the way he wrote it. Fuck it. So this is verbatim, I guess now Ben defied the TB 12 method in favor of the throw some ice on it method, his whole career and ended up an all time great with six pro bowls and two super bowls. There's more than one way to bake a cake. I love that fucking saying, by the way. I think he meant to say defined. Defied says he didn't do it that way, I think. Defied. Either way, this is Tom Brady showing respect to a true player. Yeah. Someone who went forget- up against in, <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs, too. So. He, yeah, exactly. I'll never forget, though, when uh, Ben Roethlisberger came into that one season wearing that t-shirt that said different and everyone was like oh my god you look you look so good you look so thin you look thinner he's like yeah i haven't changed shit i got a fucking haircut and a tan (laughs) (laughs) a helmet still fits the same way (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) fucking hilarious um big news too uh if i remember correctly um the broncos hire nathaniel hackett Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, to be head coach. Now, is that in hopes that Hackett could try and get Rodgers to come and throw one on Bronco, throw on a Broncos jersey and throw the rock for them? Because Hackett 
was, if you guys don't know, uh, was previously the offensive coordinator uh, for the Green Bay Packers. I didn't even know what Hackett looks like <laughs> or knew him. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, I had no idea. I didn't even know he existed. Um, but, hey, his quarterback won two MVPs or possibly could. And I'm usually very inter- uh, very sorry, I'm usually very invested uh, in coaching staffs. It's how I start learning the teams. Uh, it's, how I, it's how I usually end up start learning the players is off of the coaches. And obviously, I think it's pretty obvious. I, I know my coaches. I, I, I feel like I know a lot of coaches. I think I've exuded that fairly well in, 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 in our episodes. But for some reason, he flew under the radar for me, and I don't know why. From what I learned uh, from him and read about him, uh, he's a very educated person in the land and in the land and in the world of our great sport, football. And also, Denver seriously pushed for this guy, so this guy must have something. And is that Aaron Rodgers? He was supposed to have another interview with Jacksonville and to also be the head coach for there. But Denver said, uh how much money do you want? And then they landed him. How much money do you want? This much. All right, double it. Come yeah. On. Now that makes me think of how good this guy is. If they wanted him that bad, or do they not care? Because... Let's be real, you know, Hackett is probably bringing a great team with him. Mm-hmm. And if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos. Um, That's a plus. Yeah, but also, so does Devontae Adams. So, not only is Aaron Rodgers going to go, but Devontae Adams is going to go, which is Aaron Rodgers' biggest weapon. Because Devontae ain't staying if Aaron isn't. He doesn't want to be a franchise player. He doesn't give a shit about that. I have no doubt in my mind that the Broncos asked him in the interview, if we get you, can we get Rodgers too? Because it seems like the Broncos are constantly in the market for a quarterback all the time. Ever since Manning left. I was literally just about to say that. (laughs) And look, the Broncos are aware of relationships. They know how it works. Typically when a head coach comes in, they get, they like to bring their own staff. They like to get new people, get people that they know, people that they work well with. And sometimes players follow. But uh, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, will we see Aaron Rodgers in a Broncos jersey? Only time will tell. Yeah, I think it'll be very interesting. It'd be weird. It would be weird because that'd be the first time ever. Very interesting. Now, this is going to sound absurd with what comes out of my mouth. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just just saying this for takes. I promise I'm not. 
And this is it. Any quarterback that is worth their pennies knows that A.B. is a great fucking receiver. On top of that, if any quarterback who's going to be able to understand this guy the most, more than anyone else, and with his cousin already on the team, Lamar Jackson could probably handle A.B. They're from the same area. If I'm being fully honest, when A.B. actually went to Tampa Bay, I didn't even expect that. I thought he was actually going to go to Baltimore in the first place. Now, just because it didn't work with Roethlisberger, Derek Carr, Brady and the Bucks doesn't mean he won't be good for the Ravens and Jackson. But the thing is, this whole narrative of mental health has put a huge question mark on his return on top of him suing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because you know when people were talking about AB, there were people that were saying, whoa, 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 you're talking about someone with mental health issues. And people saying that he needs to take care of himself and this and that. Then he came out and said, no, 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 fuck that. The Bucks pulled that narrative and tried to pay me $200,000 to get help. He came out and explained exactly his side of the story, exactly what he believed happened. And look, said, this is what happened, and this is why I acted the way I did. And now, this is the position that we're in. And look, I'm not saying... There's going to be 32 teams once again looking for him. I'm not even saying there's going to be 10. Fuck. Probably even... Probably not even four. But, I honestly believe the Ravens is the team he could get connected with. I mean... (laughs) That's if the NFL can work with him. Because, like I said, he's suing the Bucks. But on top of that, can he get along with the team? Can the owner and GM come together and say inadvertently that they can help Antonio Brown on a big comeback? Like, one thing the Ravens have to look at is, yeah, sure, spectacular on the field, but off, can we make sure that we are transparent with him? Can we be a positive outlook for him? Or keep him positive? Because... He has a very don't bullshit me kind of fucking style to him. If you do, if you bullshit him, he's gone. He really... He doesn't want to just be looked at as a player. And unfortunately, whether you like it or not, he is a player that holds this kind of power because of how good he actually is. Mm -hmm. If this was some fourth string guy... It w- we wouldn't even I be talking be- about it. Exactly. This would be- people would be like, "Who gives a fuck?" But then also, if this does work, they will burn it all down together. Yep. And that's a fucking fact. Him and Lamar Jackson alone would be crazy. But it will be tough. It will be really tough. 
for not just the Ravens, but literally any team to really sit down and think, wow, okay, yeah. Yeah, any team that any team that's thinking or considering signing him or even approaching him, they need to understand that they're that their coaching staff and just the whole organization needs to be ready to provide this guy the reassurance that he's going to be taken care of. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. There would have to be so many people to have to to, yeah. to have to okay that signing. Probably have to go to the players too. Some of the players, like the more important oh, players, like Lamar. A hundred, a hundred, a hundred. Oh, Lamar, Lamar, and him seem to be already close. They've already posted a couple of pictures. I mean, AB posted a picture of him in a Ravens jersey. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the locker room, like we were just saying. Yeah. How about everyone else? How about their specific culture? And in particular, yeah, sure, Antonio Brown gets along with him, but what about the rest of the offensive side of the locker room? Yeah. Because they will look at Tom Brady and Antonio Brown's relationship and see how that turned out. We have a guy that literally tried and vouched for him. Yep. I mean, I would love to see Antonio Brown in the league still. I mean, I've compared him to the Evander Kane. You know what? It's not even that he's Evander Kane. I mean, he's he's above Evander Kane, if I'm being totally honest, in terms of this. I mean, he also doesn't have... It's not that Antonio Brown has negative press. It's that he just... Ha- I think he just handles situations differently than other people. Mm-hmm. I know so exactly. I can't really, yeah. I can't really say he's like Evander Kane. Evander Kane's a fucking idiot. Antonio Brown, I feel like, is one of those guys that says, I don't want a fucking PR team. Leave me the fuck alone. I am who I am. Yeah. You can either look at that as a good thing or you can look at that as a bad thing. And I've heard people say before, like when all this, when this whole situation with Antonio Brown even first started, a um, couple days after he ran off the field that he was great in Pittsburgh and he was always oh. that fun, happy go lucky guy and he and everything. So he just needs to essentially just be himself. And if the team yeah. can rally around that, then you've got weapons, weapons. A hundred percent. Dude, some of the, <laughs> Before he left that game, dude, this guy was confused. This guy had the defensive backs so far back because he, they didn't know what the fuck to do with him. He is so good at football. Mm-hmm. I want to see him back in the league. I want to see him back in the league. Evander Kane, I don't give a fuck. About, I don't even know why I even brought him up, if I'm being totally honest. But I want to see him back in the league. I just, I really believe that he deserves to be playing football. Yep. I love seeing him run routes. Watching those videos of him doing one-on-ones in practice, dude. 
it, it, it blows my mind on how fucking good this guy is. And I feel like... I feel like if things could just be a little bit more different for him... Not only would he be, he be a great asset to have on the team in terms of winning... But he probably has so much knowledge in his head that he yep. would benefit everybody on the team. Rookies, imagine, veterans, exactly. everybody. Imagine him talking to defensive ends or just defensive lines in general and being like, yo, you want to handle a player like me? This is what I do. Let me show you what I do at the best level. So when you're coming up against someone like Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, or these other great fantastic players... Nick Chubb, you Jamar Chase, you know what to do. You can handle it. Okay, because this guy is better than those guys. Up for, up for debate, but that's how he's going to present it, right? Yeah. As long as he doesn't come up and come off as being full of himself, if he can come but I also that, think he's, he can, I, 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 he I do believe that, that he's allowed to. Uh, uh, right, but if he can come at that situation in a way that he's not saying humble, yeah, if he can come at it humble, then you're golden. Exactly. But if he comes at it like an asshole, that's when problems start. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I agree. He definitely should be back in the league. A hundred percent. And the thing is, the thing is. Uh, it's the sort of like, I don't want to say energy, because I don't think that's it. Maybe it's just as simple as personality, because that's going to be the thing that teams are going to have to handle. Mm-hmm. Is again, I don't even know if I want to say it's personality, but like. Maybe it is energy, the word I'm looking for. Because the, the, the word... If I can find energy and personality and put them together, maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Because once you get labeled as a player with a personality problem or distraction off the field, it's tough. It's really fucking hard to come back. To the, like, Sue Cravens. Jesus Christ. Sue Cravens. I, I know, Tyler, you probably don't know of him, but I would look him up. This guy is fucking phenomenal. He's a. I'm not going to spend too much time on him, but he's another guy that was an issue for the NFL. And it's, but it's tough. I mean, I don't think it would be so difficult if Antonio Brown wasn't actually literally suing a team. But will the Shield let him continue? That's the question. Will Goodell just say nope? Sorry, I mean, there's too much fucking drama. Because unlike the NHL, Goodell really does want the NFL in the limelight in terms of progression, in terms of a sport that can be looked at like, okay, this is a good sport. I can, all these players here, like Goodell does not like the situations that have happened this year with the Raiders and other players. I say the Raiders because it's just so simple because every time, every single year, it doesn't matter when there's always issues coming out of the uh, out of the Raiders, regardless of who's on that team. It's really fucking tough. It's tough. It's tough to try to figure out exactly what's going through everyone's head. Because there's huge pros. And there's huge cons. 
And then there's a huge what if. Okay. What if we can win Super Bowl with him? Okay, but what if his next blow up is worse than what happened on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Okay, but what if we don't lie to him? But what if we do? What if we treat him like shit? What if we don't? So, there's so much here that has to be weighed out. Yep. And it's such I, a I, fragile situation. Exactly. And this is what I was saying from before. That's why I think this situation with him and Tampa Bay Buccaneers is so much more deeper than what it is. It is so much more deeper than what it is. Now listen, like I said before, if this was any other player, it wouldn't we wouldn't even be talking about this. It would be this would be behind closed doors and it would have been done within a week. This whole conversation is strictly alive because of one reason. He is phenomenal at football. Absolutely. All right. Um <laughs> Joe Burrow is a special kid, man. Him and Jamar Chase came into the team and they're doing phenomenal. While other teams are like, how? Just getting to divisionals is big. Just getting to the wild card is big. Yep. But to make it to the championship... To win your Dense. first playoff game in, what, 31 years? 31 years. 31 years. On top of that, then say this has to be the standard for the Bengals. I love that. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. There's a part of me. <laughs> a very small part of me. I know exactly what you think I know what I'm going to say here. <laughs> There's a part of me that wishes I was more... I'm more weighed out towards the Bengals being my team after I left the Panthers, they were in the question. I think I said it. It was the Bengals. It was between Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Mac Jones and the Patriots and just the Rams. And the, the reason why I said, or because I said the Rams and not Joe Burrow and the Bengals or Mac Jones and the Patriots and the fact that I said Rams to myself, I just love that entire team. That's but the thing. That's that's important. You don't want to go to a team. You don't want to switch teams just because of a player. You exactly. want to switch teams because of a team. Exactly. And there is a small part of me, though, <laughs> that I'm like, I fucking love seeing this kid play football. I truly believe this. At the bottom of my heart, we are lucky as football fans. We are going to be learning so much about the Bengals tomorrow. And just them as a team. It's going to be such a good game. Both of them also are going to be such good games. Oh my god, I know. We, I mean, also, we think we know who the Chiefs and... we are. Sorry, we think we know the Chiefs and who they are. And we're going to get into their game. But this is their fourth straight championship they are hosting or something like that. 
but the Bengals. They have great young players. On top of that, they are really comfortable at being in the spotlight. And I mean really comfortable. Go Just go on the Bengals Instagram and you just see Joe Burrow smoking cigar. Okay, the best way to describe Joe Burrow is... Joe Burrow is everything that Baker Mayfield thinks he is. Oh my god, I was literally thinking that 30 seconds ago, and I almost said it. I almost and... said it, but I didn't know if I was in the right spot to say it, so I was like, I'm going to leave it, because I don't know enough. And then you he... fucking said it. He he is, that's exactly it. He is everything that he thinks he is. But, unfortunately, he's, Baker Mayfield's not even fucking close. Um... <laughs> And yeah, the AFC might be the hardest in the league. I mean, you got Chiefs and Bills. I mean, those are two really, really intense teams. Mm-hmm. But the Bengals, look at the success. Look at the success. The Bengals look at the success of the Chiefs and is like, yeah, that's us. But also, we're better. We're it. That's a great fucking mentality to have. That's a great fucking mentality to have because there are teams who get that. But then there are teams who don't. And Browns are one of those teams. Like, they say things like, oh yeah, we're really good, but the mentality is not all there. Or whatever the fuck they want to say. We're not at 100% yet. Fucking, this team was at 100 Immediately. But the issue with the issue with the Browns, honestly, is gonna stay until Mayfield gets shipped. Period. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here <laughs> to talk about playoff teams, not Ex- exactly. bottom feeders. Exactly. Um It's 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 interesting. Just a quick shout out to your dad though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's probably going to say, we would have made it, blah, 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 but everyone was hurt. <laughs> and granted, yeah, he was hurt. I'm not going to lie. We talked about it last episode. You know, make, make, Baker Mayfield was hurt, but why the fuck are you playing? Why? I'm not going to even, I'm not even going to fucking get into that. There's so, I could have just said so much there. Yeah. Um, and look, it's it's interesting because I feel like if I feel like if Joe Burrow gets asked, hey, "Do you have hope?" I feel like his answer would be like, "Hope." What are you talking about? Hope. We are going to win. I am we're, certain. We're winning. And then light a fucking Cuban and walk out. <laughs> a Cuban, which apparently are illegal, just light the Cuban and just fucking peace sign it and out the doors. interesting now listen joe burrow gets hit a lot andrew luck had one of the same issues and everyone always said oh if you don't want to get hit throw the ball earlier yeah but difference between andrew luck and joe burrow is the unbelievable confidence that this guy exudes on top of that yeah sure he might have been sacked a whole bunch of times guys still the guy (laughs) 
Guess who's in the fucking championship, baby? Not fucking Andrew Luck. Also, where is he? Exactly. Um, there is one point. There is one point. Burroughs was calling fucking plays. The because system the, the went down. Went and the, he- down? the headset went down. And he's calling fucking play. He goes, ah, alright, fuck it. This is what we're gonna do. What? I think that happened to, for like a split moment with Josh Allen too in the uh, Bills game. Yeah, and they, 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 uh, he was, yeah, I guess they timed out or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow said, fuck that, let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and that's honestly why I'm so fucking impressed by this kid. People have asked me why I don't like Mahomes. I don't... I've, okay, listen. People... I, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, dealing with Tom Brady is annoying, but I don't like Mahomes. I don't. <coughs> I don't think I've ever said that on this podcast. <coughs> but <coughs> There's a reason why I don't like him. And... It's also why I don't think it's him winning. It's his coach. Read, and this is why he went on some barber show I don't fucking remember what it was and was like um it might have been like his second Super Bowl appearance and said some shit like oh I was I'm just understanding how defenses are what the f- you're in the league for a year and a half. You're fucking the franchise player. You're fucking making all this money. You don't know how the fuck. How the fuck were you drafted? Now, great, you can throw a no looker like it's anyone's fucking business, but also seems to me that the entire league has figured out the kind of fucking quarterback you are, little Miss. Uh fucking Mahomes. Also, your brother is annoying as fuck. Um, watching Joe pre-snap, and I'm going to be, might be controversial here, looks like he's been playing the position for 10 years. I feel like we have an old school quarterback within Joe Burrows right now for the Bengals. Oh, don't, uh, don't be, don't hop on the Bengal train. Blah. Listen, I don't, I don't fucking care, okay? I like watching this guy play football. I will gladly hop on that train. Yeah. Because the next stop is the Super Bowl, and that's where I want to be. I have no fucking doubt in my mind. Listen, I have some doubts about Mac Jones, which is kind of probably alarming to some people considering how much I talked about him this, this season. I have no doubt in my mind, even if Joe Burrow happens to, I don't even want to say it out loud, but if it goes in a direction that he doesn't want to go, I'm going to say that so I don't jinx it. He's going to win it and eventually. Mm-hmm. And probably very fucking soon. He's a true fucking leader. Okay? This guy. Arguably the toughest fucking person on the field. Against, his, against the other team and his own. This guy broke his fucking pinky and kept playing. This guy was stretching it out. After he broke his fucking pinky. Grew up. 
I, w- I wish this was me. Grew up the coach's kid as a quarterback. Super high football IQ. Watching him at LSU. Oh my god. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And now it feels like that that year that he won at LSU feels like it's on repeat right now. Where it feels like... Listen, I want the Rams to win. To take it all the way. And we're going to be talking about the Rams here in a little bit. Uh, if the Rams and the Bengals face off, it might I might be very worried. And I might be more worried than him playing the Bengals. Than them playing the Bengals. Than them just playing and beating the fucking Buccaneers. And that's because this feels like a repeat year for Joe Burrows. Because, or Joe Burrow. Because it feels like he's in complete control. And it's like he's telling you the outcome of the games and the entire season. Listen, if you run a complex offense uh, with motions and you can get on the field and tell what the defense is and what they're doing. If you have a quarterback who can process that, you're already leaps and bounds ahead of everyone. Joe Burrow got better also as the season went on. And another quarterback that has that kind of drive is Mac Jones. Just seeing a defense and being like, all right, watching your receivers just completely be wide open, call plays, and just launch missiles. Joe Burrow is a guy. Okay? I love the, I love watching this guy play football. I mean, fuck, too. He got sacked so many times, and he's still winning. I think it was nine. That, that game was nine. But, and throughout the season, it was like 40 times plus. Yeah. And he's still winning. This Sunday's going to be unreal. It's going to be fucking insane. So good. Like, last game, too. Like, the Titans... Like, okay, listen. I'm not saying the Titans played, like, crap. Derrick Henry played great. Scored first. But then, all of a sudden, randomly, Bengals told everyone to shut up, basically. I'm here to play the game, and I'm here to fucking win. Mm -hmm. Bengals are so fucking exciting to watch. Maybe it's because they don't have an indoor facility. Maybe it's because they practice underneath a fucking highway. Maybe it's because the squad is all too young and they have no idea how to understand or they they have no idea what's ahead of them and how to understand it and what's going on and the success that they've been having. Listen, the amount of fucking like confidence this entire team exudes is fucking insane, okay? Um, Evan McPherson, the kicker, might be the most badass fucking... Listen, I don't even know if you know about this, Tyler. Tell me that this is not fucking the most badass thing you have ever heard, ever, of any sport, of any given time, okay? This guy does a couple of warm-up kicks... 
Okay, right at the end of the game. And you can even look this up. There's a couple of warm-up kicks. <laughs> and goes to the backup quarterback. What's his name? Brandon Allen. And goes, uh, well... They get oh they get in field goal range, for him fifty two yards, get in field goal range before he walk well before he walks out, well uh what did he say, well it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game, walks out, <laughs> proceeds to kick a fifty two yard field goal, walks away before it goes into the pipes. Swagger. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That's what me? this team exudes right now, and that's what's getting them through the playoffs. You're doing 100%. something like that, 52-yard field goal, you turn around before you even see it go through the pipes? Come on. <laughs> what f- f- What a fucking phenomenal fuck. Like, and just before you, you come on the field, you tell your backup quarterback, hey, we're going to the fucking AFC Championship. How you doing? Keep it moving. Fucking guy. Oh my god. Joe Burrow said the way that this guy came into the fucking locker room at first, he knew he was it. The way he was connecting with the players, mm-hmm. the confidence that he had. <sighs> fucking awesome. That's great. That is the most glorious and this team is like literally the most glorious and beautiful thing ever. Con- fucking congrats to them, man. Con- Fucking absolutely. I think the only thing I would say, maybe, uh, the only my only gripe, and I think everyone else would, but at this point, it doesn't really fucking matter. I, I guess keep continuing or maybe protect him a little bit more. But it doesn't seem to be affecting Joe Burrow at all in the fucking slightest. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I it starts like becoming... Though, that's the thing is when it starts... If it starts becoming an issue, then just protect him. But at this point, it's... It seems like it's not. But at the same time, it's kind of like uh, if they do protect him a little bit more, he holds the ball for a little bit too long sometimes. Listen, and I'm not saying Joe Burrow is perfect. I mean, fuck. But it does look like he holds the ball for a little bit too long. So that might be another thing. But that, which might be a problem for the defense. Uh, for sorry, for the offense. To keep protecting him, but I'm sure if they do keep protecting him, or if they protect him better, sorry. Um, this team will be fucking unstoppable. Yep. It's going to be a long damn day for the AFC for the next 10 years uh, if they can't fucking handle Joe Burrow. Uh, usually quarterbacks do not handle getting sacked well, uh, let alone nine fucking times in a game and then still fucking win. Um, yeah, I really fucking like this Bengals team. Yeah, and this game tomorrow is going to be unreal. I'm so it's fucking gonna be excited. like I, I'm pretty sure people were saying like the game against the it was Titans it was the t- Tennessee Titans that they played the f- for which are you talking about like the divisional game yeah yeah they played against the Titans yeah. I I believe that people were probably saying that was a test game for them but this game tomorrow against KC that's gonna be a test. After what we saw Oof. last week from KC, see, I don't know. I don't. F- I feel like uh... I don't know. I don't feel like people are saying that. 
let, let, let's like both teams played very well. Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills and then played very well, but I don't know. I don't think I don't think the Chiefs played the best football they could. I told you before that game started, this is going to be a high offensive game. A high-scoring game? Yeah, high-scoring game. Yeah, and it, right. it exactly was. It's weird, too, though, for like the Bengals, because for so long they were a team that I, I don't even think they wanted to be liked. Like, they had Pac-Man Jones. How do I explain Pac-Man Jones? Um, every single time he was outside, there was a shootout that happened. That's not even a joke. Okay. Every single time he was at a club, there was a shootout. That old team didn't give a fuck before. And now, one of the most lovable teams. I thought Zach Taylor, the head coach, was a fucking idiot. And uh, maybe he just needed time. Maybe he just needed time. I mean, let's be real. If I was wrong about Urban Meyer, which I fucking wasn't, I'm still always going to be right about him. I think he's a general fucking moron. And let's be let's pick another thing fucking clear. I think Matt Rule is the worst coach that the NFL has ever fucking seen, and I'll never back down from that. But apart from those two, if I had been wrong about any other coach, you know, I, I would say so. But on the other team, at the other side of it too, is you know, I think pe- I think sometimes people get, too, and I'm 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 obviously. Uh, I'm obviously, what's that word? Um, I guess part of this problem, that's not the word I'm looking for, but, you know, you see a a coach with a bad history or a a bad winning record with a certain team that comes to another team and you're like, this is going to be fucking shit. And then the first season happens with him and you're like, yeah, well, what the fuck did you expect to happen? And that was an issue with Zach Taylor. Now look at him. Now look at him, right? Mm -hmm. I guess I'm wrong. But I also think first people. I think the one of the big things was one Joe Burrow coming, two Joe Burrow definitely going to either the head coach or the GM and saying, "Listen, me and Jamar Chase were fucking golden boys on LSU together." Because you guys don't know when Joe Burrow had that fucking phenomenal season when he was on LSU. He had Jamar Chase still. I think the bond that them two share doesn't even just include them in a way. I don't even know how to properly explain this, but I think that the confidence that the two have in, have in each other makes the other players believe in Joe Burrow, makes the other players believe in Jamar Chase, and then I feel like it just spreads. I feel like the two of these players on the team just spread. Now, here's the thing. Can they still be at this level without Joe Burrow or without Joe, uh, Jamar Chase? Like, for example, knock on fucking wood, if Jamar Chase somehow, for some reason, walking down some steps, slips, busts his ankle, can't fucking play this, like, tomorrow, can they still win? I guess we're going to have to find out. We're going to have to find out in a couple seasons because there will come a time where Jamar Chase, you know, lower body injury, ankle, knee, something. There's going to be something. I mean, I mean... It comes that comes with the nature of football. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I'm curious though, because when Joe Burrow didn't have him, it didn't look very good. I will say that. All right, um, thirteen seconds. Oh my god. 
<laughs> the 13 longest seconds. 13 seconds of football I have ever fucking watched in my life. Listen, the Buffalo Bills decide to run a fence post defense when the Chiefs have two timeouts. Why? Why? That is egregious. I don't even use that word. <laughs> That's egregious. Leslie Fraser, or Fraser, or however you want to pronounce his name, the D coordinator, I don't fucking know, number one defense all year, does this? If I remember Are correctly, you... they didn't blitz once. Uh, that I don't know. I, I I remember I remember hearing some point like I think sometime in the third in the third quarter, they said that Buffalo still hasn't run a blitz. That's probably very accurate because uh, they played like shit this game. Um, do I think overtime rules need to change? <sighs> no. Thank you. If they do. Cool. If they do, I don't want college football rules either. That fucking Bush League shit. I don't want that shit involved with the NFL. Granted, Mahomes, I mean, fucking impossible to sack, pretty much. And look, at the same time, at the same time, about this whole rule thing. I don't know why. Maybe it's just like the. I call it the losing syndrome. Mm-hmm. Where it's everyone's fault. Except the teams. Refs. Which sometimes is the case. I'm not even going to fucking lie. Uh, Refs. Or, commissioner. You know, yeah. Like... Some, some some other reason for the bullshit. You know, oh, there's too many fucking penalties. Oh, nah, nah, nah. oh th- this person was hurt. Nah, 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 nah. You know, it's like, okay. Fuck. At some Can point, you fuck? just have to, like... Exactly. You have the best defense in the league. You lost the coin toss. Okay? Here, Here's the thing. I'm not even a fan of the Bills. I, I, Okay, and I'll be honest. I love Diggs. I love Josh Allen. and I, But I also don't like... I just talked about it. I don't like Kansas City. But here's the thing. If you have the best defense in the league, either make a play and make a stop or lose. Yeah. Period. That was my whole thing watching that. Is if you're going to like I understand it's like emotional and everything and like but like they didn't put any and I mean any pressure. No. On no. the Chiefs. At all. They let them just walk right in. Just walk in. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. People are always saying, oh, we wanted we wanted Josh Allen to have his chance. Okay, what if Josh Allen did? And then they won. What are you going to say? Oh, I wish Mahomes had his chance. Okay, so for how fucking long does this have to go back and forth? Exactly. People win, people lose. Move on. Exactly. Because I, I definitely don't want to go back to how it used to be. Field goal, game over. Oops. And this one, uh, field goal other team gets possession and they go and or or the other person has to get a touchdown if the other per, if, the, if they just get a field goal the other team gets a other team gets possession 
John Hussey, uh, the ref, wanted an, a full quarter. I don't know if I want that. I actually, if I'm being honest, maybe it's just the player in me. I I like the rule. I like it. I like the I like the way the overtime is. I don't want to sit there for another fucking half hour. Because odds are the, there's another game in 20 fucking minutes that it's yep. starting. And when you're in playoff season, you're guys like me that want to watch every other game. I don't want to sit there and fucking... Have two screens I mean, or flip back and forth through channels or... Yeah. Have the broadcaster flip back and forth through team, uh, through games. And, and again, if you have the best defense in the league... I'm sorry, this should have been easy for you. Mm-hmm. Best defense in the league. That's what that means. Yep. <laughs> they ran so, the show a week prior. Yeah, so what the fuck do you want? <laughs> exactly. You had every chance. You had every opportunity to make this game work for you. Just neither team pl- decided to play defense that night. Yeah. And they just kept throwing bombs and letting... Oh my god, like it was, what was it, 13 seconds? And then I think 7 seconds, and then Kansas City scored. I think it was 13 yeah. seconds and the Bills, that the Bills scored, and then Kansas City had 13 seconds left and scored at the 7 second mark to tie yep. it, and then they went into overtime. Yep. It just tells you that no matter how much time is left. Yeah. I, I It doesn't matter how much time is left. No. You can still um, make a play. Exactly. Unless you're the Cowboys. Unless you're the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, when I, when I... It was kind of weird, though, because for a moment there, and I think I even said this to you when we were watching it, I totally forgot the... I forgot the rule. The rules of the overtime for a moment. You did. And then I saw that thing come up on screen. It's like touchdown wins game, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess they, I guess they didn't." And I thought they were going to treat it like another quarter. But at the same time, like life sucks sometimes, you know. Sometimes your quarterback doesn't get a chance to touch the ball, and you lose in overtime. Yeah, that's football. It would have been cool to see Josh uh, Josh Allen answer, but like I said, that didn't happen, and it could have gone fucking back and forth for so fucking long. That we could still be here and being like, oh, what if Josh Allen had another chance? Okay, well, you can only say that for so fucking long. This isn't a... Another game isn't supposed to happen. It has to end at some point. Yeah. Let's fucking... Let's fucking go. Take this lesson. Unfortunately, Stefan Diggs took it harder than a lot of other people. But he's going to be better for it next year, hopefully. Like, I mean, just to bring this back to hockey, when it goes into overtime, when someone scores, they don't drop the puck again. Game's over. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> like... And That's look, I, 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 I don't know. Also, though, I mean, fuck, congrats to the refs for not getting too involved um, and making the game about them. Because I thought for sure, I thought for sure when Tyreek threw up the deuces and fucking kept on running that a fucking taunting Flag call was going to be out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got worried about that. So congrats to the refs for letting the game play. And 
understand the importance of what was happening. I don't know. I, I, it's not that I'm torn on the rule. But, but at the end of the day, just fucking win the game in regulation. And guess what? You won't have to worry about fucking overtime rules. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. That's, I feel like I'm. I feel like, like I'm sorry. Like coin tosses away. and coin tosses have been deciding overtimes and stuff for years, and people have been yeah. complaining for, about it for years, and it's not changing. And before before that game, Josh Allen was nine and zero with coin toss, uh, coin tosses, and then he lost both of them that game. Well, there you go. So yeah, there Move you go. On. Um, how you doing? Keep it moving. Yeah. Um. I start taking college football rules. I don't know. People keep saying they hate college football rules. I fucking hate college football. Okay? Uh, I want nothing from there. The only reason why I watch college football is because I like seeing what the possible picks could be like. What are the college football rules for someone like me who doesn't know shit? Uh, they just... Apparently, they just treat it like a regulation. Like another quarter? Quarter. Yeah, okay. and I feel like it keeps going. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I don't even... Re- if, if I'm being honest, I don't even remember. I might be completely wrong on that. Right, um, well, that's good enough for me. Continue. Maybe we maybe we just do a quick old Google search real quick and we see what's up. Uh, college football overtime rule. The team on offense can choose to start its possession with the football anywhere or on. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? What? The team on offense can choose to start its possession with the football anywhere on or between the hash marks. The team that scores the most points during regulation and overtime wins the game. If the game is still tied. On an overtime period, another overtime period is played. So yeah, I was right. I thought I, that's what I thought it was. So they just essentially keep treating it like another fucking quarter. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Um, I don't watch NFL so I can have fucking two games worth of quarters. Yeah, I'm 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 not doing that. Um, also, I. Definitely, I saw some fucking horrendous fucking takes. But one I saw uh, on TSN, and of course, fucking TSN. I don't even know if I follow them on anything, but somehow I think it was retweeted by somebody. And uh, they're like, "Oh, should the NFL adopt CFL? Are you fucking stupid?" There's a reason why everyone looks at the CFL and goes, "Oh, that's worse than college football." If you end up there, you're fucking dead. Unless you're Johnny Menzel and you can't fucking perform anywhere. I don't want NFL touching the CFL with a fucking 180-foot pole, let alone a 10-foot one. Unless they're buying it just to fold it. Yeah, unless they're (laughs) buying it literally just to fold it out. Because that... The CFL makes no fucking money. I have no... I can go go to a CFL game for 10 fucking dollars. What, am I going to see my fucking... Cousin, my little cousin play football at his fucking, in his fucking hometown where he has to sell tickets. Those tickets are seven bucks. I'd rather go see him play. 
let's be real. I'm going to be 100% honest here. Going back to the Bills. Uh, that defensive coordinator lost that game for the Bills, and I really fucking hope he got fired, or he's going to be. Uh, because between those last 13 seconds that extended into the overtime, those were some of the worst plays I've ever seen. There was nothing, as I said earlier, no pressure. You None. got... Like, I understand. Like... Nick and I are both on the same page. We don't like Mahomes. We have our own different reasons as to why. I'm not going to go into it. But we also can acknowledge that he's a fucking fantastic quarterback. That Yeah, I will say that. He is a great quarterback. He's great at throwing the ball. I just think that the argument that was happening between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, oh, who's better? Oh, Belichick is the one that's help, is the one getting him the wins. Okay, well, Tom Brady's not there anymore, and they're not winning. Granted, things are changing around, but they haven't won. Tom Brady, on the other hand, is. Tom Brady also most definitely uh, runs all the plays he wants to play. Whereas, I'm pretty sure Mahomes doesn't know anything. Um, and that's the reason why for me. But... But like all I was he saying is like does we, not... we can obviously acknowledge that he's a he's a fairly decent quarterback and yes, yes. you should not give him the space that was given to him for that entire not just the last thirteen seconds. Not just the last thirteen seconds, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the entire the whole game they played like game. shit. The entire game the Bills played like shit. I don't even I don't even want to look up how many yards that the Bills gave up. Like there's so many reasons. And there's so many reasons as to why the Bills didn't deserve to be playing. They got close, and I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say this. They got close to beating the Kansas City Chiefs strictly on the fact that Josh Allen is one of the greatest quarterbacks right now in this league. That's it. That is it. Kansas City had 182 rushing yards and 370 passing yards. There you go. All right, next up. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are struggling, apparently. Turmoil in the organization. Ooh. Brady might be leaving. It was announced that he's retired. He's retired. Then he came out. And talked to the GM and said, listen, I don't know where the fuck this came from, but I haven't even begun to fully think about all this. He still has another year on his contract. Exactly. Like, obviously, listen, he's allowed to retire, even if he's still got a year on his contract. But, like, what are you talking about? We're probably going to spend a little bit of time talking about Brady here. I have no doubt about it. Uh, but let's just get all the other shit out of the way. On top of, you know, Brady might be leaving, Bruce Arians. I don't think he's a very good coach. On top of that, I feel like he wants to be Bill Belichick so fucking bad. And on top of that, he's only in the position he's in because, let's be fucking honest, Brady's there. And he hit his own fucking player in the head. Also, what's what's also keeping this fucking team in turmoil is there's a lot of players there on one-year contracts. Yeah, one of the things that I was reading uh, today when the um, rumor of Brady retiring is that there's a lot of people who are not going to be back next year. B- 
because Tom Brady will be leaving. Now, uh, is he leaving? He very well could, regardless of his one year left on his contract. He very well mm-hmm. could. Is he, though? I fucking doubt it. I really don't think so. 45 years old next year. Just threw 5,300 yards. 40-some touchdowns. Then to lose the way he did? He'll be back. He will be back. Now, here's the thing. Uh, If he does leave, Tampa Bay will be going back to bottom of the crop. Because, let's be real here. The only reason why that that team is in the position they're in is because of Brady. Because Tom Brady wanted to fucking go to Tampa Bay. He's old. He wanted to go with the rest of the old people. (laughs) (laughs) And once he's gone, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to say it with me. Stink! Okay? They're going to stink. It's been a while since he's busted out the stink, everybody. Yeah. Glad to be back. (laughs) They're going to stink. Yeah. All these other, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, even, like, you know, Chris Godwin leaves, fucking Evans leaves, all these other fucking players. If I'm being fully honest, I don't even know their entire roster. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Bucks fans. Buck fans. <laughs> For our audio listeners, love you to death. Um. I gave a little bit of air quotations there. Um, yeah. There's going to be a Where rude gonna awakening. Go now? There's going to be a rude awakening in Tampa when... Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to go start watching the lightning and be really confused as to why the lightning stink <laughs> all of a sudden for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as for Tom Brady, man, I used to... I used to hate this guy. Not, not hate him, but I just fucking... I was just so sick and tired of him winning. Him winning him constantly. Just always being like the top conversation. Always. 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 But I, I, it's so he is football Jesus. And like I think honestly, like I think a major problem is that. Like with the pro and like talking about Tom Brady and like people not liking him at the time, I feel like it's because he was in New England. Oh, don't get it twisted though. People do not like him still. I understand that people do not like him still, but I feel but I see a lot more people being like, you know what, Tom Brady's not too bad. I don't hate Tom Brady anymore. And I feel like a lot of it has to that do with true. the fact that he's not in Boston. He's not in New I England. Think- I think a lot of people had the same realization I did. Okay, it's not Bill Belichick that was winning games. It was Tom Brady. Yep. Because the moment he left, one team went up, the next one went down. Exactly. Very interesting. It's very, very interesting the impact this guy has. I mean, going back to the game last week, he almost did it again. I told you. He I almost told did you it too. again. Yeah, I know you. You were. It was, I said regard. We're twenty. It was twenty-seven-three, and I remember sitting just like this, and going, 
they could still fucking win. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like they were even talking about it during during uh, halftime. They're like, yeah, oh, he's probably in there right now, and being like in, in the in the uh, in the and locker room and being like, I was well, down one time twenty eight points. <laughs> I was down one time twenty eight <laughs> points, and I won. Like, oh and then my it god, almost the way happened. this guy plays just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it did that happen, whole, but then it did, it did happen, but. Somehow Matthew Stafford, the fucking legend Matthew Stafford. Sending lasers. To, to be fair, though, it, I don't even want to get into the... I don't want to get into the Rams just yet, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tampa maybe we Bay should, run, you know what? ran the entire second uh, the second half of that game. Yeah, right up to the last 10 seconds of the game. Yeah. And... Wow. Absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to Cam talk Akers, about the Rams. You know what? Fuck. Let's just get into it. Cam right. Akers dropped two balls. I'm pretty sure Cooper Cup dropped one. Uh, but at the end of the day, Cooper Cup is he being is he being pushed out of the way for MVP? Like what this guy mean? is this guy is fucking phenomenal. This guy is actually fucking insane. I'm not even gonna look it up. I'm not even gonna tell you. I'll let everyone else that's listening, and even you, Tyler, if you want to, just to look up. This guy's regular season record. It's fucking insane. The combo of Cup and Stafford. I, I I can't even I can't even describe it. It is so fucking good football to watch. And the best part is, is Cooper Cup literally plays fucking tight end, fucking running back, fucking wide receiver. This guy plays every fucking position to the point where other teams are saying, this is unfair. It's like having two fucking quarterbacks on the field at the same time. Because this guy shows up with Matt Stafford at 6 a.m. while everyone else is sleeping and snoozing, runs plays, routes, and watches film to be on the same page as fucking Stafford. Who is it that pops you know who, the snap for L.A.? Oh, fuck. Allen. Is it Allen? Yeah, I, I, think, I think that was his name. I can't... He's not even on the... I'm pretty sure it was Allen. I can't remember his name for some reason. But um, that that's another thing, is he just... started a snap before Stafford was even ready. I was right, Brian Allen. Right, Allen. Nobody yeah, was ready his, for that. He snapped the ball before <laughs> Stafford was even in position. And that's what I mean. The worst part is, and I feel, oh, I'm so fucking happy he won. Oh because I was seeing everything in my head. I was seeing all the articles coming out about how bad Matt Stafford was. How bad of a pick he was. Or not a pick. How bad of a trade it was for the LA Rams. How he's not the person for the Rams. When he really is. The problem is the fucking second half was so out of touch with Matt Stafford. That, you know, Cam Akers dropping the ball twice. Cam Akers? Fucking Cooper Cup, I'm pretty sure he fumbled once or maybe had a, a really bad interception or something like that. I don't remember fully. It's been a, it's been a minute. You know, on top Brian Allen fucking hiking the or hiking the ball over top of fucking Matt Stafford's head. Like why was all of these things happening? Yeah, everything just went wrong for the Rams in that second half and the fact that they came out with that field goal at the end to just put it away. 
I, like I was watching you. <laughs> oh, I lost my mind. In those last 20 seconds, I was screaming my fucking head off. I was screaming my head off. Like, and listen, uh, you know, Bruce Arians blames it on the miscommunication not being relayed, which is why I think he's a fucking, actually, a horrible coach. You have, if you're up against Cooper Cup, who you've literally seen play the best football, I mean, we already have Aaron Donald, who, best player in the league. That, not best defensive player in the league, best player in the league. And I'm almost positive that even the fucking and uh, commentators were like, yeah, best player in the league. Best player in the league this guy is. And then you have someone like fucking Cooper Cup on the offensive side. And you're telling me that even even Cooper Cup was like, he's in an interview and he's like, I don't even know what the fuck they were doing. I, I thought maybe it was a two-man and then zero. I just fucking caught the ball and the, off, off I fucking went. So the if you uh, is he trying is Bruce Arians trying to save his ass by saying it was miscommunication or is he just a fucking shitty coach? And even if it was miscommunication, how the fuck is that possible? You're in a fucking playoff game. You have a lot riding on what you've said multiple times throughout the season. Oh, this is the best team in the league. Blah blah mm -hmm. blah. Uh, Tom Brady's hands down MVP. There's no one else better than him. Blah blah. blah. Okay, buddy, you make a lot of talk. You and your fucking weird mustache and everything and your weird beard and everything fucking beards weird you know um yeah i i uh i don't know man it's 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 weird <laughs> it's I, beards I, I, weird. I just i don't know coop is way too good of a player for that for something like that to be happening yeah, I was losing my mind in those last twenty seconds. Oh my god! Screaming it's at the, like the, the entire screaming at the top of my lungs. Oh, that last twenty seconds, you lost it. I, you fucking <laughs> smacked your finger on like when they when Tampa was coming back, you smacked your knuckle off your desk. <laughs> yeah, I still fucking hurt? had a bruise. No, I had a bruise on my fucking finger for like five days. Like, I uh, there's one thing I realized coming out of that game, and I was thinking about it the entire time I was watching the Bills and the chiefs i think my love for football really came back this year not that i was ever gone but my love for a team in particular mm -hmm. yeah. and uh because i have i got to a point where i couldn't even be angry at the panthers anymore and uh it was because it was just expected that they were just going to be shit. Mm -hmm. That the old line was just going to be like, oh, you want to sack our quarterback? Okay, yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I fuck, and on top of that too, like watching the games with you and talking about them on the podcast is just so awesome. Yeah. I love it so much. Me too. I, uh, just for everybody who wants to know at home, we literally sit down with our phones on FaceTime for probably seven hours watching these yeah. football games. Yeah. Cause like um, I'm in London, he's in Hamilton. So yeah, that's the best so we hard can for do. Us. It's hard for us. It makes a lot of sense for us to do it that way. But yeah, I'm, 
I'm I'm really Yeah, I'm 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 really I'm really glad with my with my choice. I think I think there's a long I think there's an, not, not I want to say long road because it makes it sound like they're not a winning team, but I feel like there's going to be a long succession with them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like <clears> there's going to be there's going to be some rings in their future. And uh, I think McVeigh is a great coach. Some of the plays I was seeing that was happening, I don't know if that was Stafford. I don't know if that was the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. Um, obviously, we do, we don't ever know those things, but it it was absolutely fantastic watching those guys play and seeing McVeigh really happy and seeing Stafford finally get the respect that he needs, which is why I was so fucking upset when they started losing. Cause I was like, everyone's going to blame this on Stafford, but it's not his fault. It wasn't his fault. I want to make that very fucking clear. The issues that was happening was not his fault. You know, K makers drops the ball the first time. Granted, he lands on his fucking head. And that was the first time the, 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 the fumble happened. Mm-hmm. Was it the fumble? Yeah. Or was it a just an in, or was that considered the incomplete? That I'm thinking of. I think that was the incomplete when he landed on his head. It's been but so either way. long. <laughs> but yeah, but or Brian Allen deciding, hey, I'm just gonna snap the ball right now, yeah. and uh, you know that's not that's not Stafford's fault. But I'm glad. I'm really, 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 really fucking glad, and I'm hoping. That not McVeigh or none of their coordinators went to Allen and Cam and and said, "Listen, like Von Miller, when he got that fucking fumble off of them, off of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then they, we fucking fumbled it right back. Yeah, he was fucking pissed on the sideline. He was fucking pissed. He didn't even come out." Because he just got off the field. It was one play. Yep. And it, was, it got fumbled. I was fucking pissed. And that is when I slammed my fucking hand down. I was like, are you fucking serious right now? I remember just yeah, sitting was, there. Like, I think I think it was when... Uh, I think when Tampa Bay tied it. I remember just sitting there with my hands over my face. Yeah. Just being like, what the... But here's the thing. What just happened? Here's the thing. This is why I love football. This is why I love football. Like, so much. It felt like there was so much. I don't even know. Like, there was so much emotion coming out of that game. It, it was hard, it was very hard to collect myself after. It took me a very long time. I remember. It took me a very long time to come down from that game. And I even remember saying that, like right at the end of the Bills game, like I was still fucking. I was still. Yeah, we got word? we got off Facetime for about an hour. I think we got we got back into Facetime. 
Yeah, because like, I needed to. I needed. I needed to pull it back. I needed because I was so fucking elated and. I so... think we didn't start facetiming again until the second half of the Bills game. It, it was the second half. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. It was very. It was a very good game. Wait, didn't you take a shower because you were so stressed? I did. I took a shower because yeah. I was so stressed out. <laughs> I just remembered that. <laughs> The, the, yeah, all of like, last need... weekend is coming back to me in parts as we talk about it. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I needed to take a shower because I was so... I remember my heart was beating so fast. Or at least it felt like it. And... Uh, was it 113 BPM? Yeah, my, I, I think you showed me. Yeah, my, 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 my Apple Watch said it was like 113 or 114 or something like that. And I was just sitting down. <laughs> uh, it was fucking crazy. My resting heartbeat is like 64. 61 or something like yeah. that in the six low 60s i don't know um i guess i could check um but yeah holy fuck such a wild a wild start to a sunday and a wild end and then a, oh my god like the entire <laughs> the weekend literally just built up like you had cincinnati and you're like whoa and then you had that green bay game that ended the way it did yeah and you're like oh my god this is the craziest story and then you had la almost blow it and you're like what the hell is happening and then you finish it off with that bills versus chiefs game exactly absolutely insane probably (sighs) that entire weekend was probably the some of the best football storylines i have ever watched in my life a hundred percent and what makes this special I mean, granted, right now the Chiefs are in it, and I want them to lose so bad, but they're oh. the only ones that are like normally in the fucking playoffs when everyone else usually is, like the fucking Tom Brady saga and all, like you know, those big name teams. Like everyone was like, "Oh, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay." Well, so much for them. Like these are all teams right now that are don't that don't typically make it. Granted, LA typically is one of those teams that does they don't usually make it too too far this is the f- first time in a while that they're making it to a championship game but like it's just awesome seeing cincinnati in this and they're going up against the fucking chiefs like oh, for a three 49ers game. like the 49ers too like geez three o'clock yeah three o'clock um the 49ers too like it's been a while for them also yeah and like i I, like i understand like the the niners are the odd man out here at this point but i still like i don't want to count them out like i don't want to talk down and out about them because they've already surprised twice this the last two rounds the last two weeks yep and what makes me worried is that we lost our last regulation game against them yep regular season game against them by three points yep but yeah what a wild weekend this is gonna be a great great fucking weekend um for football and last weekend especially typically now it's it's, you know we're right at the right right at the tail end you know we got this weekend week off pro bowl and then 13th. Yeah. Week off. 
The Pro Bowl is next weekend. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a week off. Oh. I thought you were saying there's a week off and then the Pro Bowl. And no. Then, yeah. But wow. It's going to be uh, going to be very interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't even know. If I'm being fully honest, I don't even know what game I'm more excited for. It's really hard to tell. It is. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm really interested in the LA Rams as we are, you know. They're now officially my team, um. But I cannot be. I can't lie and say I'm not interested in seeing Joe Burrow just fucking come Try out of this and game. End Mahomes. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking insane, and I'm so. I feel so lucky. I don't know why I feel lucky, but I just feel lucky that I'm that I'm able alive to, to witness this. Yeah, like I just feel. I feel real, like this is the first time in a very long time where I'm like, all right, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking let's watch like, some football. Yeah, like it's it's hard for me in most playoff seasons because like my team won, never fucking made it, or it was always the same fucking teams over and over again. Now, yeah. granted, maybe Tom Brady deserved to be in the in in there for as many times as they were, but like, oh, it was starting to get annoying, and that's I think that's why people, were, you know hating on him but let's not be real like tom brady let's go like going back to him <sighs> he might be the fastest person inducted into the hall of fame yeah i have no fucking doubt about that i'm very very curious like i've said it before i got emotional at two speeches peyton manning's and luke keekley's both of their retirement speeches. I'm wondering how Tom Brady is, or what Tom Brady is going to say. For me, I cannot watch either of those speeches. Um, for Peyton Manning, because he's been in the league for so long, but Luke Keekley, for the obvious reason, it felt like he didn't want to quit, but he had to because the game was changing. And it felt like at any moment in that interview, he's just going to be like, ah, I felt like he was in a pole, a wolf of Wall Street, and just be like, fuck it, I'm not leaving. I'm not and, fucking leaving. <laughs> yeah. It, like, and it's a mo- It's very hard for me to watch. Yeah. Um, and I probably should have left the team when he did in 2019. And I think I, I still, there's, I mean, I'm not going to lie, there's a big part of me still that is upset that I left the Panthers, because I do, I do genuinely feel, it's been weighing on me. I was weighing on me the entire time watching that LA Rams and Tampa Bay game. Because I do feel like I, I betrayed all of my favorite players in a way. But at the same time, I feel like I had to. Because I just... I don't know. The, the decision making was getting absolutely insane. And when I found out that Matt Rule wasn't being fired, it just kind of solidified it for me yeah it it it, 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 uh i felt like after that moment i was already done with the team this season i i think i watched maybe i watched i know i watched them up to week 11 but i didn't even watch any of their full i didn't watch a single full game this season the only games i watched in full and week after week was the preseason and that was it and that gave you a Telltale sign Clear. of how the how it was gonna go. Yep. And you're like, you know yep. what? I'm not even wasting my time. 
That's I'm exactly what happened. I'm just going to watch. That's exactly what happened. I'm just going to watch the league. And I, I know I've said it before and I don't want to regurgitate, but like when I talk about Joe Burrow or when I talk about Cooper Cup or Matthew Stafford, I literally get goosebumps. Yeah. I literally get yeah. goosebumps. Like, I don't think people understand my love. And it's even happening stronger right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> that you can actually see it in this fucking camera. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. My love for the entire league is crazy. Um, I think how I knew I lost it for that. And it's also the reason why I actually got emotional when I decided to leave the Panthers um, is because I realized that I didn't want to see them. And like I always said, the one place I always wanted to go uh, was to the bank of America stadium and to watch the Carolina Panthers play. And I always wanted to be in the crowd when they were yelling, Luke, I always wanted that. And then I realized, okay, well now I'm never going to have that. But there were still other hopes in that team, and I, I, it, I, I love. I thought about just being a fan of football, but I felt like I couldn't. I felt like I needed. I felt like I needed a team, and unfortunately, I didn't feel like Carolina was my home anymore when it came to that. And uh, yeah. I said it last episode, it felt like a fucking funeral happened. And it got very, very, very emotional. But I, ultimately, I feel like I made the right choice. And I feel like after I watched that game with Tyler over the weekend that just passed, I feel like uh, it just kind of solidified it for yeah. me. And especially the fact that, and I don't know if you want to talk about it, but especially how you were like, hey, maybe I'll be an LA Rams fan. I got really, yeah, I really excited at, at just the thought of that. And I was like, we have never shared a team. No. And I think it'd be really awesome to share share a team, uh, whether it be hockey or, or football or whatever the case. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was hard for me to leave the Panthers. Like I said, I got very, very emotional, but. I think it was the right choice. I think it was the best decision. And I'll always be interested in them, but I'll, I'll never root for them ever again. I'll never keep up with them as much as I will. I don't even know if I'm being fully honest, if I'll keep up with the LA Rams as much as I kept up with the Panthers, because I felt like that was a downfall because I knew everything from the ins and out of that entire fucking team. Mm-hmm. right down to the practice squad i knew everybody on that team and i feel like that's why there was so much emotion when i was leaving i feel like i'm like leaving the actual team as if i was a part of it but yeah. I, I did feel a part of the team like i'm sure you feel part of the leafs yep. like like it's it's i it, mean it like was... i know a, a disgusting amount about this team and like anybody gets into a conversation with me about the leafs and i can go on for hours yeah. Which is why for me, I think I need to uh, cut this short because I, I could feel like I could, I could keep talking about this and I don't want to start repeating myself. Yeah. But, End of uh, the day, that that LA game last week 
with was uh, Tampa was phenomenal. It it gave you it gave you in a in a playoff game that was that was your first game as an official Rams fan, correct? Or was that the game before? Uh That was mm, it was the wild card game. Okay. The game so before. That second game in the playoffs cuz like the year in the week before it was no contest. Arizona oh yeah, it was, was a like, blowout. So that game right there gave you the highs of having this insane lead. Gave you the lows of watching them, the other team come back and almost, yeah, beat you, and then you just getting that a moment of relief when Mister Gay makes that field goal. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't Gay. It was. Uh, is he's he does. Uh, it was Gay. The, the punts. It was gay. Was it, I don't think it was gay, was it? I'm looking at it right now. It was gay. Who am I thinking of then? Of? Uh... Powell? Hecker does the punts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of Hecker, and I don't know why. Why am I thinking of Hecker? No idea. But yeah, that, that, I... that game gave you all the emotions of a playoff game for a team all in one shot. So that, so you got to ride so much, so many feelings that I feel like, again, like as you were saying, like that game just really, really solidified your fandom of this team. 100%. And like, oh. as you said, like I said, I might become a Rams fan just because of this game. Like yeah. the only reason why I'm a Seahawks fan is because I won thirty bucks. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> because I bet, and because everybody I was working with was like, "No, Seahawks aren't gonna win," and I'm like, "No, the Seahawks." Was that the year win. they won the bowl? The yeah, Super it was the bowl? year they won the bowl. Wow, I remember that. They should have won that year when they played against the Patriots, but they decided to go for a throw instead of a run. Mm. I don't really remember that. I remember watching it and being. Was that the following angry. year? I think it was the following year. I'm not too sure. It might there might have been a year between, but yeah. I mean, so there's not like much fandom on my end when it comes to the Seahawks. I'm ju- I just have a Seahawks hat because again I won thirty bucks from a bunch of people who I bet that the Seahawks would win over the Broncos. I believe it was the Broncos they played that year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much ties to me to the Seahawks, so I could switch, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But that game was unreal. I was feeling the emotions just as much as you were. Like, as I said, my hands were covering my face, being like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Every single time there was a fumble... Or when Allen hiked that ball when Stafford wasn't ready, I was like, what is going on right now? I was so fucking mad at that point <laughs> that I didn't even react. I remember I didn't even react. Yeah, you didn't. You were just like, I'm used to this. This Here we go. Here's Tom Brady. And like, just you. Yeah. I, I remember I, you saying, uh, if Tom Brady and the Bucks win this game, it is official. The league is rigged. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so. 
that for me kind of solidified that it wasn't. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, they very easily could make this another fucking Tampa Bay versus Chiefs fucking Super Bowl. And, uh, I mean, right now it looks like it could, it could go to anyone. Yep. And the best part is if right now they're playing in SoFi Stadium um, this weekend or this weekend, tomorrow, literally yep. playing tomorrow or today because we're recording really late. Um, but they, the Super Bowl is also in L.A. So if that happens, if what you are insinu- insinuating happens, that would be two Super Bowls in a row where the host building also has that building's team playing in the Super Bowl, which doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Nope. And I think this is why they're winning. I really believe I think this is why they're winning. Maybe not all the way, but the very least, the next one. This is going to be a wild finish, people. And I'm ready to, 100%. I'm, I'm ready for it. It's going to be absolutely crazy. We're fucking stoked. We got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs at 3 o'clock. Followed up by the 49ers and the Rams. 6.30. This gives is going to be a great fucking weekend. Gives enough time for either overtime or enough time to order your Uber Eats yeah. in between games. A hundred percent. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, guys. Um, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like, I want to go to bed I, right after this so I can get up and be ready tomorrow. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm... It's been a while, I'll tell you that, that I have been this excited for any playoff game, if I'm being totally honest. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fucking pumped up right now. I'm really, really, really excited. And uh, honestly... I don't know what's. I don't know what could. I don't know what can make this weekend any better. <laughs> maybe if I win a. Maybe if I win a million bucks, uh, that would be pretty nice. But it all comes down to it. Tomorrow starts at three o'clock. All right, guys. Like I said before, no more stick on the ice. Keep your head up and watch that defense, bitches. See ya. Let's go, Rams. Thank you for listening. The Behind the Board Show will return next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to drop a like.